This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, August 23rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Water Board curtails Delta farmers. Organic pesticides linked to antibiotic resistance and $3.5 trillion budget resolution advances. Delta curtailments take effect for thousands of farmers. The State Water Board issued curtailment orders for Delta water right holders on Friday. The board notified about 4,500 water users to immediately cease diversions. About 2,000 more were spared from orders, though that could change. To help stakeholders comply, the board is upping its outreach. This could be challenging as some Delta farmers lack Internet access or the government affairs staff are responding immediately to the notices and new reporting requirements. The agency plans for more phone duty staff along with the fact sheets and YouTube videos. Fines could reach $10,000 a day for those who don't comply. We will do everything we can to make compliance both straightforward and fair, said Eric Erkdahl, Deputy Director of the Division of Water Rights. The timeline? The board has not attached an end date for the curtailments. Staff will be closely watching precipitation, inflow to reservoirs, and other hydrologic conditions. The timing for rescinding the orders will be critical for reservoir operators to transition to storing runoff for the winter. Annual rice field drainage in the water system in September will spare 1,500 right holders from curtailments that month. Why now? Well, the goal is to push back ocean salinity from encroaching on Delta ecosystems while preserving carryover storage in the event of another dry year. The background? Well, the board approved an emergency regulation in early August granting it authority to issue such curtailments to senior right holders. Some of those rights go back to the 1890s. The Office of Administrative Law approved the regulation on Thursday, freeing the board to enact the orders on Friday. Study. Organic pesticides may cause antibiotic resistance. A new UC Merced study has found a resistance to several antibiotics in Bt, a bacterium commonly used in organic insecticides. If the Bt being sprayed carries drug resistance on mobile genetic elements, it could spread that resistance to human pathogens living in the soil, explained geneticist Mark Sistrom, a co-author of the study. He raised the possibility for Bt products to then spread antibiotic resistance to farm worker communities. Postdoctoral researcher Mo Case suggested large-scale applications of these biopesticides should be considered when evaluating health conditions on farms and feedlots. House Dems move ahead on $3.5 trillion budget resolution. House Democrats this week are setting aside the Senate-passed bipartisan infrastructure bill to take up a $3.5 trillion budget resolution needed to move President Joe Biden's domestic spending priorities and climate policy. A group of nine moderate lawmakers called for the House to vote on the Senate infrastructure bill before considering the budget resolution. 
but Speaker Nancy Pelosi declined to go along with their demand. In an abbreviated session this week, the House is scheduled to consider the budget resolution and voting rights bill, but not the infrastructure plan. Any delay to passing the budget resolution threatens the timetable for delivering the historic progress and transformative vision that Democrats share, Pelosi said in a Dear Colleague letter this weekend. Roll Call reported on Friday that it had confirmed with representatives of all nine moderate Democrats that they would hold firm on their threat to vote against the budget resolution unless the House first passed the infrastructure measure. A leader of the group, Josh Grottenmeyer, a Democrat of New Jersey, reiterated their pledge on Saturday, according to the Washington Post reports. Democrats control the House by 220 to 212, so the nine moderates could easily sink the budget resolution if more than three vote against it. She committed to moving the infrastructure bill by October 1, along with the $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation spending package that would implement the spending and tax provisions authorized by the budget resolution. The House Rules Committee is scheduled to meet this morning that to prepare debate rules for the budget resolution, voting rights bill, and the infrastructure measure. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Deer sees $1.7 billion income in third quarter. After earning $4.7 billion in the first nine months of its fiscal year, Deer and Company announced that it is raising its fiscal year net income projections to between $5.7 and $5.9 billion. Despite seeing disruptions in the supply chain that have made it difficult for some dealers to keep up with demand, Deer said that it has seen a $2.7 billion increase in net income so far this fiscal year compared to the same period last year. Net income for the third quarter, which ended August 1, was $1.7 billion, or $5.32 a share. That compared with net income of $811 million, or $2.57 a share, for the quarter that ended August 2, 2020. Our strong results, driven by essentially all product categories, are a testament to the exceptional efforts of our employees and dealers to keep our factories running and customers served while enduring significant supply chain pressures. That John C. May, the chairman and chief executive officer at a news release. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Puerto Rico is new U.S. battlefront against African swine fever. African swine fever may not have to make it to the mainland of the U.S. to slam the U.S. pork industry. If ASF makes it to the short hop from the Dominican Republic to Puerto Rico, a U.S. territory, countries around the globe would be entitled by international standards to ban all U.S. pork. That, according to USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service and U.S. industry specialists, That's because the World Organization for Animal Health, which goes by the French acronym OIE, and evaluates the livestock disease status for countries, provides no designation between a country and its territories when determining ASF status, a spokesman for the USDA Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service told AgriPulse. 
And that means that if the USDA were to report the finding of ASF in Puerto Rico, the U.S. would officially be considered positive even though the territory is an island a thousand miles away, said Patrick Webb, director of swine health programs and acting chief veterinarian for the National Pork Board. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Here's today's She Said It. The impacts are not the result of the regulation, but the result of limited supplies and our existing system of water rights that Yvonne West, who directs enforcement at the State Water Board. West was explaining to AgriPulse why the board has not evaluated the potential economic impacts the Delta curtailments could have for water rights holders. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, August 23rd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.